Cool. Welcome, Evan. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to try and pronounce your name now. Evan Baisabi. <laughs> Ivan Baisabi. Oh, Ivan Baisabi. Damn it. <laughs> Almost. <you got> it. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize if I butcher your name. Oh, no worries. So, okay, let me just introduce who you are a little bit. So, I have a little bit of、um, a bio here from him. So,、yeah. he's a、uh, serial entrepreneur based in Oslo with a master's degree in law at the University of Oslo.、Um, you're currently studying part time、um, com- in computer science、yeah. um, in Oslo Met. You were born in Burundi and also migrated in Norway in 2003,、um, and recently launched his startup called Vibrant Creator、uh, with the bold ambition to provide universal access to successful entrepreneurship. This startup provides entrepreneurs with a virtual business partner that formalizes and structures ideas into businesses. He's heavily passionate、uh, about impact development and speaks five languages. What are those five languages? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I moved from、uh, Burundi and、uh, yeah. I,、um, I lived short in,、uh, in Tanzania and Kenya as well. So,、mm, so okay. there I、uh, kind of applied the Swahili language. Right. And then,、uh, yeah, in, in, in Burundi, we, I mean, it's a、uh, French speaking, French、mm. is the second,、uh, second language. We have、right. our own native language.、Mm. Um, so, there I learned it from school,、uh, French from school. And、uh, yeah, and in Norway, it's, <laughs> I mean, English and、uh, Norwegian is you, but the. You, but you also speak fluent Norwegian, though, don't you? Yeah, I speak fluent. I, I mean, I, I can say that I grew up here. Yeah. Because most of like, my experience is,、uh, is here. I came when I was really young. So,、yeah. How old were you when you came? I was 12. 12 you were 12? 12 okay. 12, yeah. yeah, 12, 13. Yeah. yeah. So, you have quite a you know, multicultural background and coming to Norway. How did that feel for you? Like, when you were 12, you're moving here like, in a very cold I guess it's colder <laughs> than, than Bur-、uh, Burundi, for sure.、So. I mean, it was quite challenging. I mean, it was a lot of,、uh, you know, a lot of uh, exposure, a lot、mm. of.、Uh, Things to, to, put, uh, you know, to put in、uh, in terms of it's a new country, different people. I mean, it's white people all over the place.、Mm. Um, certainly, you, where are the black people? <laughs> 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 But I, I, I think it was, I was pretty young, so it was easier for me to kind of adapt. Yeah.、Uh, I mean, it's funny when you said that because, like, when I took my daughter back to Hong Kong, she、yeah. said that, oh, everyone looks like me. <laughs> But then she asked this really funny question. She、yeah. said that, where are the black people? <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to take you down to another city. You probably see some there. But it's, it's really interesting, right? Because you see, like, representation in, in, in sort of、um, the people that you're in the society. And obviously, with the work that you're doing now, you know, you want to have more diversity in, in that, in、mm. a sense. So, Walk me through why did you set、uh, Vibro up and what that meant for you? There was a huge lack of uh, you know, uh, representation in terms of、uh, young people with minority background who are doing well in the society, right?、Mm. So it started as a project basically. Okay, let's create um, uh, um, kind of like a documentary where we follow different young people、mm. with, uh, who are. Doing successful things, not only in football, which is, is kind of like the typical thing, <laughs>、yeah. uh, many pe-、uh, people、um, which are pushed in the, in the, in the media.、Mm. So it started that way. We thought that we were going to make a documentary for, let's say, three to four months and then we can push, the,、uh, push yeah. it out. Yeah. End up using three years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was a huge learning experience. And from there on, it formalized and became an organization.、Mm. And from there on, it became more than an organization. We tried to kind of see how can we sustain this.、Yeah. Because once you create something, you want to 
wanted to be sustainable, mm. not very dependent by me. Mm. So that's the how kind of like the journey of Vibru mm. uh, grew. Uh, and we also managed to fail as well because... Uh, yeah, talk to us a bit about that. <laughs> I want to hear about your challenges on that too. I yeah. mean, uh, try, pushing your organization to be in the sustainable lane, I mean, you're kind of moving towards like social entrepreneurship. Uh, mm. And in social entrepreneurship, it's more or less, okay, what uh, what can you sell? Like, or how can you uh, monetize what you're doing, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, you're creating value for the society, but uh, it's not monetized, right? Mm. So, and when it's not monetized, then it's not sustainable. Uh, and the way things are structured here is like you, you have to kind of apply you know, different funds. You have many government funds and so on. Mm. Um, but from our experience, it was that we, we found that um, what the, uh, the expectations in terms of those uh, different funds and mm. what we tried to do was kind of mismatch. Mm. Um, and we didn't want someone to dictate what we actually wanted to do because we was on the field and we understood what's happening on the field. Mm. Um, so that, that mismatch kind of um, led us to be more and more uh, into the how can we solve this puzzle? How can we be sustainable? Mm. Um, I, I think at the same time, I was kind of in my late 20s. Uh, <laughs> when I was uh, yeah. trying to solve the problem and I was kind of growing. I was not a young youth anymore in a mm. sense. So, yeah, it's a mix of the, um, those things. And you have so many young people who are passionate, but they grew up as well and they had their own mm. challenges in their, in their own life. So mm. that's how kind of... We, fought, we fell short. Uh, <laughs> but it's still up and running. Well, I, I still see the website ongoing. So yeah. it still feels like the presence is still there, even though there's not much you probably could do about it. But I think that the content you have there is still important. And I and I do remember when I saw some of the content, you know, these youth were actually traveling as well. Yeah. So you're literally not crossing over the border to doing like um, almost a challenge in, in that sense, but also bringing um, the world outside into Norway in some ways that I felt. Yeah. Um, you talked about growing up, you know, and I find that really interesting because I feel like I have the same experience as you mm. in that sense because I came into doing the Ossides quite young um, and, you know, it was five years ago. I'm 35, but anyway. But the thing was, like, I still feel like I wasn't quite the leader. I didn't know how you felt about that, but for me it was like there's still stuff I need to learn, like how do you like organize, you know, um, people on your team, you know, how do you organize certain things and structure things and how do you strategically go through things. And But also there's challenges of when you have people with different opinions. I don't know about you, but for me, I keep getting a lot of advices and I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> so did you find that as well? or? You know? Yeah, I think... Um I don't know where to, where, where to start. I mean, I grew up in the role of being a leader, mm. uh, in sense. Uh, and I, the more and more we took the journey, the more and more we understood, okay, these are the things, maybe we should have done these things differently. Mm. Um, I can give you, a, uh, for example, in terms of entrepreneurship, we, we dived into entrepreneurship, in sense. Mm. But there was so much information, too much information overload. Mm. So we made a lot of mistakes. 
yeah. which we could have been uh, could have been avoided, right? Mm. Um, I mean, we did have the luxury of having uh, people who have succeeded in entrepreneurship who could uh, kind of advise us, or who is like, okay, I have a father who's who has done this and that, who can right. actually uh, advise me on that area. So, so um, I mean. I mean, a part of the journey is to, is to learn through mistakes as well. And yeah. I think that's so interesting you brought yeah. that up because that's where you got into Vibrant Creator and yeah. creating that because you've seen like all the challenges of startups. And like you said, it's, it's an information overload. And I have I still have the information overload. <laughs> and I've actually gone into your, your platform and I thought, wow, this is quite structured. You yeah. know, it is quite. And also it's free, guys. So if you guys are a startup, go for it, you know, <laughs> take a look. And it, it is quite well done because like, I've been through so many different courses yeah. and uh, I looked through the information and it's like, okay, just like you said, there's a mismatch as well. And I think like that you've got so many business models out there. You've got the, you know, the, the lean model, the social impact one, yeah. and you just don't know sometimes where to go about it. Yeah. Um, and so let me lead this down to uh, Vibrant Creator that you have now. How did that start it up? So what we try to do basically is to, to see how can we bring this thing down? How mm. can we structure it in a way that it actually makes sense mm. practically, right? Mm. So um, let's say, for instance, like you have business model canvas, right? You start with, okay, who's your customer? What is the value proposition? And I struggled a lot to understand <laughs> what is value proposition. Right, exactly. Me too. <laughs> and and, and this, those are the things which, these are codes which, Probably if you if you have a mother, if you have someone who has been a lot into entrepreneurship and has been successful, he, he can break those codes for you, right? Mm. Uh, not many get the luxury of uh, coming into these different incubators and so on because as well, they it's limited space. Mm. So f- for me, it was, okay, how can we break those codes mm. uh, for um, for someone who simply has an idea and wants to basically take it to the to the next next step, mm. I'd like to see what you what you think about this because I feel like these funding applications out there, all these funding institutions that you can get funding from innovation or and so forth, mm. I always feel like you have to fit into their narrative, mm. also their system of mm. way of thinking about innovation. Um, and I think that's also where that mismatch is because mm. I think like with social entrepreneurship and what we're trying to do mm. is quite unique in a sense, mm. especially with Viber and all that. Mm. And I find it really hard. I've been running this for five years and basically I'm, I'm literally chipping a little bit of my salary from my part-time job to kind of keep this running. Mm. So I don't know what you feel about that, you know, in terms of the institutions that are out there that we, I feel like as minorities, we're, we're kind of fitting into their mold, you mm. know, that they, they have this mold and we have to fit into it. Mm. Do you think that is the case or? We are going to experience a huge um, discussion on that area mm. because you have more and more voices. Uh, a lot of women are coming out. A lot of people with minority back, uh, background are coming out. Uh, black representation, Latino representation and so on and so on. Mm. At the end of the day, it's about creating impact and sustain the impact. Mm. To create impact and sustain impact, you need to have profit in sense mm. that, so that things can go around, right? right. And those that's something which needs to be underst- um, understood, mm. right? Um, um, and f- another thing is also that why shouldn't, if you're doing social entrepreneurship, why shouldn't you make profit? Uh, profit? That's this another way to, to, mm. view, to view it uh, mm. uh, in sense because if you make point, profit, yeah. then you would, Put more of your resources into it, right? Mm. So, um, oh, good point. No, no, you have a good point there. So, 
I guess that kind of leads down to, you know, um, to with Vibrant Creator yeah. for me. It's like, because it, you just started in, it's been like in the workings of four years, I think it was. Mm. So my, my thoughts around it was, um, what were the challenges that you had to face when you were building up Vibrant Creator? And who was the person you turned to when you struggle? Well, I've had so many challenges building up Vibrant Creator. Uh, I mean, right now I'm, I'm taking um, a <laughs> bachelor in uh, applied science, mm. uh, computer science. Um, okay, one, one challenge is the technical side. So you're trying to create a, a technical solution and you don't have technical background. Mm. I had to learn the runway, the, uh, the hard way that you need mm. to you need to understand uh, mm. tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Right>? I get it. <laughs> uh, and also the other challenge was also to understand, okay, what is it doing a lot of research mm. and actually make it so that uh, this is something tangible, this is something which is actually serious. So mm. doing a lot of deep dive and actually understanding mm. the... Um, the challenge, talking to a lot of entrepreneurs. I think we have talked to at least thousand entrepreneurs in, a thousand. This, uh, wow. in, in this journey yeah. from different areas. We have traveled a lot in different African countries, trying to understand okay. uh, the situation there, mm. even here uh, in Europe. So, uh, so it's, it has been a, a lot of a big challenge in sense of understanding what is exactly is the problem mm. and how are we actually solving the problem. So it's it has been a lot of pivot, mm. and uh, I want to state this is something very important. I mean, pivot is something uh, with is something very natural in mm. a sense. We talk pivot in the sense that you failed. No, mm. it's not that you failed. It's just that you are kind of move pivoting something to fit the problem, mm. uh, right? Right. Um, exactly. So. And those are things which uh, we find that through the journey that we have to pivot. We have to f- pivot. Okay, what we create now is too advanced. Okay, let's dumb it down. Let's make it easier. Let's mm. make it even better. What a, um, uh, What is actually the problem we're trying to solve? So those are the things which uh, mm. has been challenging. Technical and also trying to find the right solution of the pro- to the problem. Mm. Yeah. And so when you were meeting with those also challenges, I know you, you're taking... Um, a degree now in in computer science when you are at your lowest so that's what i want to find out it's like when you're at your lowest who do you turn to you know if you meet the certain challenges (laughs) (laughs) are you solving it all by yourself Uh, (laughs) um i usually um kind of um meditate but my meditation is by running Mm. Uh, i like to uh, run um my daughter going back home and see my daughter and see my my girlfriend Mm. and also uh, turning to my father who's my mentor Mm. Uh, so um, those are kind of like the areas which i fall back to when when i'm at my lowest yeah Yeah. because um obviously for the season we're talking about you know thriving and surviving in norway and i think one of the things that i i find um that happens is that when we're suffering you know who do we can we turn to especially if you're an immigrant and you don't have family here, you know, mm. who can you turn to for help? It sounds like you have a really good, like, father figure role model for you. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I do. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my father. Right? Mm. So the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm at this, way, I think it's because I find my purpose again. Mm. I think for the longest time I was kind of struggling to find 
my purpose, right? Because I don't want to end up in an office space just working nine to five. Um, I mean, we we human beings have so limited time on this earth, mm. right? And we we try to make as much. Um, I, I I strive to make as much impact as possible mm. uh, while I'm I'm spending my time on this earth. Mm. So we have very limited time. So so finding your purpose is something which uh, which is. Um, so what is that purpose then? Uh, it's create impact, mm. right? Uh, I mean, for Vibrant Creator, in sense, we we want to empower entrepreneurs. We want mm. to empower anyone who has business idea, right? To, mm. to kind of pursue that, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, we need those ideas, mm. right? Uh, and those ideas start somewhere. Mm. Um, we need young people in minority background to... Uh, to come up with different solutions uh, of how we can um, better this society, right? Mm. We need women to uh, to come out and uh, and, and mm. do so. Mm. Uh, so we need to enable everyone to be on the table. Yeah. Mm. It's very interesting when I talk to certain people, like they have a certain very, I wouldn't say positive attitude, but it's an attitude that like, despite whatever obstacle, even though it's this bias out there, whether it's discrimination against me and all this kind of thing, mm. I'm going to keep pushing through. Mm. That's how I feel like when I see you. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's, it's just like, I don't care. I don't want to spend time even thinking about that. I'm, I'm going to keep going through. Um, and I think that's that's an attitude that I feel like we should definitely adopt and have. And I, and I feel that in some ways. But also at times I feel like it's a heavy burden as well. It's like something like it builds up, right? It's an accumulation event. So mm. for me, like over the past two years, it was an accumulation of various different events that pushed me into a point where I'm like, I can't be that strong enough. Right. <laughs> so, no, 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 let me let me so. let me be clear on this. I mean, uh, have a positive mind is is uh, very important, but um, it's also challenging in mm. a sense, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're alone in your in, in your place, right? So mm. you kind of feel the pain, right? Mm. So uh, so let me not uh, say that I'm just, hey, everything <laughs> is, uh, I, I would strive through. I mean, it's a challenging uh, thing, mm. right? So, so um, uh, but I think when you know your end goal, when, when you know your purpose, I think it's much easier for you to kind of strive mm. uh, and my my mantra has always been, I mean, uh, don't start, just see the problem, try mm. to see also solutions, mm. right? So instead of just pinpointing the problem, okay, mm. what can we do about the pro- uh, mm. about the problem? So, mm. yeah. but do you think it's like anyone in a position can find a solution? Because sometimes I think about people who are in a very bad situation, maybe no jobs, and because of the pandemic, they can't go home, so they're stuck here in Norway. Yeah. You know, for them, like, finding a solution might be actually difficult, you know? And, you know, because, you know, I try to be extremely careful when I'm giving out any advices because like, I know, like, there are people who are in much, much worse situation. Hmm. Um, and, you know, for them, I feel, feel like, what can we, what can we say or what can we do that could get them feeling inspired that we can actually, you know, energize them in some ways to to keep going you know even the day is hard where there's challenges there's a problem mm. and where's the problem i think there's you can always find an innovative solution uh, right. about it i think entrepreneurship should be also a, a solution in science trying to find mm. solution to problems in a in a different way right mm. so um, i think uh, i'm not trying to put it in a way that <laughs> it's very easy and so on and so on but right. i think the 
the when you experience a pain, mm. it's it's a call for hey, there's something you can do about it. Mm. Uh, then maybe there's a solution you can find uh, around around here, right? Mm. It's so, like small steps, you know, small steps. It's a small step, steps, um, yeah. uh, and and um, that's not to. It feels like I'm plugging in the environment <laughs> period all the time, but the but that's the whole idea is that when you sense like okay, there's a problem here, let's try to def- let me try to define the problem and let me try to find a solution to it, mm. and in that sense, um, can monetize it, mm. right? Because if if you experience the problem, then the probability that someone is, is experiencing the same problem is, is very huge, mm. right? So, yeah. And I think it's also um, good to mention the fact that you don't have to do this alone, yeah. I find. You know, I have two fantastic team members here, yeah. you know, who helped me, you know, live through the, the downs of the Osidus, yeah. you know. So I think like that, I think like having a team member and helping you can help. And you had co-founders, right? I'm guessing yeah. that's that also helped you and, quite and, a bit. And, and that's one of the elements <laughs> which we have also because um, while we, while we, trying to do basically is um, is create like um, a business partner, a digital business par- partner who you can interact with mm. in the sense that it gives you advice and so on. Because one of the elements which you have inside there is like, okay, what kind of skills and competence do you need to build this uh, this, mm. uh, this idea, right? Mm. Okay, And then in that sense, when you have defined those, then you're encouraged to kind of, hey, recruit someone, find mm. someone with that specific uh, competence who can come in mm. uh, and one other, you know, one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people do is like, okay, I can put in my friends inside. Okay, right. trying not to be strategically so that uh, you are putting in the right people with mm. the right competence who can basically help you to take the uh, your mm. idea to the next step, right? Mm. But you're putting like-minded people, yeah. right? And when yeah. you have like-minded people, then... It's easier to kind of like execute and go forward in, in that sense but it, it depends if they have the same if they have the same skills mm. then it's like okay then you're doing the same thing right maybe mm. we need someone different maybe we need someone mm. who can see things from a different angle mm. right mm. and that's also another type of representation mm. having people with yeah. different um, perspective who yeah. can come in and take the, uh, the idea to the next step mm. Uh, this is something which, um, uh, uh, just to bring back the, the discussion we had, uh, mm. the, the points which we had uh, previously, mm. representation is very, very important in the sense that when you have different people who are viewing things in a different uh, uh, perspective, when they're bringing things mm. together, they push the imagination of where things can go, right? Mm. Like... Um, uh, uh, different companies in, in Norway, for example, they need to understand that, hey, we need to push for uh, mm. different people with different representation who mm. can come in, bring different uh, ideas, yeah. bring to the table. Because you're not competing with companies in Norway anymore. You're no. competing with companies, uh, you're competing with Facebook, you're competing with, uh, mm. you know, Google, you're competing with so many other big giants mm. out there. Mm. And they hire the best. Mm. Who's the CEO of Google? Mm. he's not American white guy he's, he's Indian guy <laughs> right, exactly. yeah? who's CEO of Microsoft mm. so there's a switch which needs to be uh, in place because it's very like we are very like comfortable you know like yeah. it's very comfortable uh, set and mm. we're not seeing the uh, the challenges which uh, which uh, mm. which could 
if you have been including more and more people with minority background mm. inside your uh, your firm, you could have seen those challenges. You could have come up with different solutions. Mm. Um, I'm I'm sounding a bit preachy right now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think like it's, it's, I think like you know you made a point that you know the solutions get better, right? If you get different minds coming together with different background, with diversity, you know, with, with different representations on the table, and it, that reminded me because you're the you're part of. Um, you're Global Shaper, um, part of the World Economics Forum, yeah. which is a network, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that atmosphere, you know, when you're with a network of, you know, these big people <laughs> from the World Economic Forum, yeah. because obviously you're putting the best minds together, I would presume, so. You have World Economic Forum and under World Economic Forum, you have different, you have uh, young global leaders and you have uh, global shapers uh, and global shapers are kind of like including young people's voices into uh, decision making uh, mm. area which is the world economic mm. forum right uh, uh, and they have different hubs in different areas around the world and I'm a part of uh, the Oslo hub mm. what is the moment that you had like when you have these talks in a hub where you're like oh wow this is amazing you know we're, we're coming up with a solution now you know and we're going to push through that with a solution is there any moments like that yeah there has uh, there have been but um at the same time it's it's more like okay should we um should we try to 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 push for something uh, or should we try to align ourselves with others in the society mm. who are doing uh, doing similar things so that we can empower them to be even to take things even uh, even further. Mm. Um, so I think uh, in regarding youth empowerment, I think that's an area which uh, which um, I see that we, um, mm. has been a driving driving factor for me uh, yeah. within the within the hub, for example. Yeah. Um, so what is your key messages or key takeaway for those who say who are minorities moving to here who are struggling? Uh, what is your message to them? And the second target audience I want you to also uh, speak to is the Norwegians. Yeah. You know, what the message you want to speak to them about? Hmm. <laughs> Put you on the spot there. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Uh, I mean, um, don't lose your purpose. Uh, and uh, I mean, things might be quite challenging. Um, I've been through the similar experience. Uh, but um, I think it's very easy to say never give up because uh, you... you when you face the actual uh, reality check, I mean, it's uh, it's very it's very it's very harsh. But I think message I always have is uh, follow your purpose and uh, keep up, hmm. uh, even uh, when things uh, when things are tough. Cool. We have people who have been through tougher things, right? I mm. can uh, I can complain, but think about my parents and so on and so on. What they have been through, right? Mm. But they managed to to get through. When we come up with these stories and, you know, these difficulties and challenges as us as minorities are facing, yeah. often there's always a bit of a backlash and sometimes people don't speak up about it either. Yeah. So you never know how to go about it. So for me, it's just how are you managing that? How are you navigating this, you know, potential almost wall that they build up almost sometimes? Mm. Um, and how do you want to address them to what they think about in terms of, you know, diversity, inclusion, the work you do and, and so forth too? Mm to make sure that they may be able to hear this message from us, hmm. you know. You know, when when things doesn't affect you uh, directly, uh, you tend to feel like, you know, it's not my my concern, right? 
well, it's not my problem. Mm. Um, I mean, let's say, for example, the gender issue. But when you suddenly look around, hey, it's actually, hey, it's my mom. Uh, it's, okay, hey, it's my daughter mm. who's um, uh, experiencing that. I mean, let's say, for instance, um, racism or discrimination. I mean, um, I don't, ex- uh, like, let's say a white person, because I don't experience it, so it's not my concern, right? But the act, the you know the the luxury that you have that you you saying that it's not your concern, then mm. that's actually the problem, <laughs> Be, mm, right? Because right. you are not seeing the problem, mm. uh, right? You, exactly, it, it, absolutely. So, no, I get it. I get so, it. You so, know. so it's it's um, that's one example. But um, I think uh, removing that bubble that you are kind of like a separate entity or separate something which. Uh, uh, which exists on its own, I think. Because uh, we're all connected. I feel like we're all connected at the end of the day. You know? We are all connected. Uh, I mean, you have Norwegians who migrated to the United States, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So they have been a part of it, of their migration. So, um, yeah, the same thing with the other people that experience, experience mm. things. Right? So... I guess get connecting. <laughs> so, so what, I, what I'm thinking at this point. So, um, but that's actually all that I have. Really, you know, is there anything you would like to add or say? You know, that we haven't covered uh, during this conversation. No, well, no. I, I, the, <laughs> the only thing I would say that you know, uh, for those who um, who are doing something, who are striving to, you know, we have ideas or businesses and so on. I think. Um, don't stop just uh, follow your purpose Mm. that's a good note to end so thank you so much for your time today Evan and uh, hopefully we'll probably have you back again to see how you're doing (laughs)